Hold on to your butt. I'm, of course, surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Whoa, is us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to be. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Jay Clark. Welcome to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. Now, folks, I've got a hot tip for you. If you're looking to buy a home, I got a place. It's not my own. I just found this listing via Eddie Bader of the Goodson Group. The address is 2620 Beard Court here in Montgomery, Alabama, 36117. Listed at a very reasonable price, around 120-something, 125 grand. Three bedrooms, two baths, great location in a quiet cul-de-sac. It is move-in ready. Upgraded flooring. I have it under authority from Georgia Floors Direct. Wonderful countertops. Great, huge master bedroom and bath. Don't forget the fireplace. Oh, the fireplace is spectacular. So if you're interested in a place like this or many others, places here in Montgomery, places in, well... Quiet little cul-de-sacs off of Vaughn Road or off of Madison Avenue and Capitol Heights or all the way out in the waters development and bike road. Eddie Bader at multiple price points is providing people with the homes they want to buy and helping people sell the homes they need to get out of. So if you're interested in the expertise of Eddie Bader with the Goodson Group, give him a call, 322 0662 again that number Seth 322 0662 Yes Eddie Bader is a fantastic fantastic real estate agent and a proud sponsor of the Joey Clark Radio Hour I appreciate you sponsoring the show Eddie and uh, folks I hope you learn to appreciate his skill when it comes to the real estate market all sorts of listings this summer it's a hot hot market so there's your hot tip real estate tip for the day so welcome welcome Let's begin the program. There's a lot going on in the news. I mean, Boris Johnson, Bojo. Bojo is the new prime minister of the United Kingdom. Bojo. Boris Johnson. Oh, Boris. Um, some are saying he's the British Trump, but he's very different than Trump. I watched a documentary on Mr. Johnson. Um, number one, somebody said that if you're ever going to try to be prime minister, Boris, you need to lock your willy up. Because he's had something like five, six that we know of affairs while he was married. I don't think he's married any longer, though. So if you're a bachelor prime minister, <laughs> well, free your willy. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, I mean, it's not good to lock up a, uh, an orca. At least he is you, divorced now. Yeah, exactly. Yep. You know, just live an honest life. Let it fly. But maybe that's what he found so hot. Oh, it's like the, the cheating and the hiding. And Sneaking like, around. Ooh, this can't last, baby. This is just for the fun of it, <laughs> the sex of it, you know. Anyway, Boris Johnson, brilliant man. 
Um, there are examples out there. He was he got a degree, I believe, a PhD in the classics, so he can quote the Iliad and the Odyssey, like we were talking wow. about earlier this week, as well as many others. He's learned the lessons of history, and he's going to try to lead England, Great Britain, through Brexit coming up this Halloween. So we'll see. Best of luck to Boris Johnson. You're going to need it, man. You're going to need it. Um, there's all sorts of stuff in the in this topless sunbathing is now out of fashion in France. Well, dadgummit! Start shaving your pits and you might change. No, I don't think the pits have anything to do with it. I think about friends. I don't. I hate to disagree with you right here at the top of the show. We've become good friends, Seth. It has nothing to do with the hairy pits. <laughs> it should be a focus on the tatas, and apparently that's out of fashion. Beijing, capital of China. Mm-hmm. They are now taking aim with their new military doctrine at the United States and Taiwan. North Korea, this is breaking news, just fired two unidentified projectiles that landed 200-something miles into the Sea of Japan. That's not a good sign for Donald Trump's efforts. Adrian Peterson, the star running back, well, you know, he's playing for, I think, the Redskins now, but was playing, really made a name for himself for the Vikings. Even though he's made $99 million over all his years in the league, he is uh, in debt. That's not a good wow. sign. That and you better skills. believe it's not like, oh, I'm $10 in the red. Oh, no, no. No. If you've made that much money and you're in debt, you probably have multi-million dollar debt. I know debts. what time it is. It's hammer time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Moon's water may lie within easy reach of future astronauts. Crazy. Zombie eaters. Ooh. People staring. No, they're not eating people's brains. And they're not eating dead people. It is people who stare at some sort of screen while they eat. I'm one of them. I'm usually by myself when I eat, unless I go out with some folks. But I'll be looking at my phone or listening to a podcast or watching something on TV. So I guess I'm a zombie eater. Well, it used to be a box, a cereal box, a nutritional facts on something. Mm-hmm. You used to read stupid things that are in front of you while you eat. Right, and of course, the big news of the day was... The political theater of Robert Mueller, former FBI director. He was FBI director for 12 years. Of the great, you have to make it clear, by the way, Seth, in this day and age, because everybody's in a mood, especially, you know, it's interesting when your party is in power or you're trying to oust somebody for maybe criticizing. It's like, it just becomes kiss-ass season. Like, you have to. If you hurt somebody's feelings. The FBI is one of the greatest law enforcement agency on the face of the planet. Yeah, yeah good for you guys. <laughs> good for you. But Robert Mueller, most recently, was a special counsel appointed to look into Russian conspiracy and collusion interfering in the... 2016 presidential election. I don't know if anybody's heard about this. That the Russians interfered in the 2016 presidential election. Well, in fact, Democrat Jackie Spears today, when she was talking to Robert Mueller, said, I have to differ with you a little bit, uh, Mr. Mueller. It wasn't just an interference or intervention in our election. It was an invasion. <laughs> so great how dramatic you politicians get. Yeah, Jim Jordan and others. I have to hand it to uh, Congressman Ratcliffe of Texas. He actually had good questions for Robert Mueller. But whether it was Devin Nunes or Adam Schiff 
or oh, Eric Swalwell. Seriously, I think that guy lotions his face with clarified butter. <laughs> He's so slimy and shiny. Lubed up. Yeah, what a butter face. The, the, the sweat just mm-hmm. rolls off of it. It's either ghee or clarified butter, for those who don't ghee? know the term. Yeah, ghee. It's like prepackaged clarified butter. Wow. I, I've never or heard Or if that. folks don't think of like, you know, melted, like 80-something degree coconut oil, mm-hmm. where it's no longer a hard substance, that's Swalwell's face. Uh, oh, ooh. Well, and I really did, though, looking at this press conference, I didn't realize it, but sometimes multiple images come together in a beautiful confluence, a juxtaposition, if you will, and their symbols start to take on new meanings where you didn't realize they would before, but just different moments in life. Sometimes it can be deep, profound moments, like that song you heard at five years old as a child comes back to you when you're 35, and you realize, this is what I was meant to do all along. And sometimes you wake up in the morning, you're here at the station a little later than you want to be, but you're here early, you're ready to do your long day without complaint, and you look at Instagram for just a moment of, well, to feed your social media addiction, but also just to check out what's going on in the world. And you see a post by a famous person named Joe Rogan. Now, Joe Rogan's been on vacation. I love his show, but he's fun to follow on Instagram. It's usually like photos of him with his dumb golden retriever, his adorable dumb golden retriever, like doing a selfie with the golden. The golden's like, (laughs) tongue hanging out. We going for another hike, Joe? We going for another hike? It's great stuff. But this photo Joe Rogan posted today was a photo of the top of his car. While he was on vacation and he had his car parked in a garage, apparently feral cats were in that garage. And they crapped and peed all over his car. (laughs) And so it was an image of feral cat excrement, urine and feces. And when I saw that image, and later in the day I start watching Robert Mueller's testimony in front of... The House Oversight Committee and the House Intelligence Committee, I all of a sudden realized I didn't need to watch the news. I just needed to look at Joe Rogan's post. Learn the same thing. Also. Yeah, essentially what our politicians in D.C. offer us up, folks, is feral cat crap. Constantly. Constantly. And in a second, we'll get to one of the more important stories of the day, also having to do with cats. But before we do, you know, I did just move into a new place. Uh-huh. And Seth here, we've become good friends. You mm-hmm. were kind enough to bring me a housewarming gift. And you wanted me to wait. Yes, yes. You walked in with this package here. Okay. so as, with- You walked in with this package as well as my gift. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. And, um... It's wrapped in the uh, in newspaper. It's wrapped in newspaper. Like the comic strip. The outer layer is the comics. There is an inner layer of paper that is actual news. And I know that you get a little fired up and sick of them spoon-feening you crap all day. So yeah, I, yeah, feral cat crap. Yeah, yeah. so I figured you'd uh, enjoy ripping it up. Oh, well, think, well, I'm looking at some of the, the one-panel comics here before I rip it apart. Like Ziggy. It says, one guy looking at a sign in a restaurant, I presume, it says, ask about our first class chili. And the chef is behind the counter saying, we seat you closer to the restroom. 
<laughs> That's great, man. You gotta love the scatological elements of Ziggy, don't you? Yeah, and mm-hmm. the whole fact it's comics. It's old school. People don't read stuff anymore, even if it's just three little pictures with about two sentences. And there's Dennis the Menace, him talking to some chick, saying, of course I want to be good all the time. It's just a lot of time to be good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, should I open this? Yeah, man. You wanted me to open it on it. Yeah. Oh, it does. I mean, you got Ooh, a new it house. It does feel good. Yeah, like doesn't it? Tearing it, you, you got to look at it while you're... Uh, put that anger out. I know you've been stuck in here for like seven hours. What is this? Oh, my. Do you remember that? Kind of, actually. Oh. I know I'm a little bit older than you, but mm. I don't like to let anybody forget their childhood oh my look at this this is a like a wait is this like a plug into your tv version of double dragon yeah (laughs) wow folks it's like one of these old classic video games that comes in the box you plug it into your tv and you've got that video game it is totally the nes double dragon and it it comes with a it's a joystick and buttons and everything yeah you just gotta plug and play baby all you need is about four How controllers. How did you know I love playing with a joystick? <laughs> Woo! Hey, man, we're single dudes. What else yeah, do we there do? There you go. There you go. You, your forearm's huge. Oh, well, that's more <laughs> from the deadlift sibling sibling, or brother brother. Excuse me. We're not in Berkeley. We don't have to disgender our language. I think You like you. that, man? Well, I do. That's yeah. thoughtful. Well, thoughtful of you. Thank happy you. housewarming. Well, thank you so much, and thank you for the newspaper to rip up. No. <laughs> I really appreciate it. It's really in the theme of tonight's show. You know, I saw a great satirical article, though, from Babylon B. Mitch McConnell, satire again, folks, so it didn't actually happen. you got to be clear for the dopes out there. Forgive me if you're actually hip to what's going on. But Mitch McConnell satirically took to the Senate floor today to promise that once Republicans are out of power, they'll be serious about the debt and deficit once again. <laughs> you be serious about it all the time. See, why we uh, bitch and moan over the Russian collusion thing still going on, and who is racist and who isn't. Um, yeah, there are serious issues that just keep flying by to where we now have a two-year budget deal. I was bitching and moaning about this Monday, but I'm still bitching and moaning. A two-year budget deal all the way into 2021, conveniently after the election, that increases the debt even more. You might want to get the wrapping paper out of the trash. You can tear it up some more. No, it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> I'm, I'll be playing with this joystick later. As well as the game. <laughs> hey, right. Put your pants back on. <sighs> but, you like yeah. It? I do. Thank you, sir. Cool, man. But it's just frustrating to me because I look at you and I. Yeah. You're a little older than me, but we're both in our 30s at mm-hmm. this point. And then I think about your daughter, and I think about anybody her age, and how selfish the current generation that is actually running the country, not Generation Millennial, not Generation Z, not even Gen Xers with their hacky sack dreams. See, Seth lit up there when I mentioned the hacky sack. But forget about it. We're not going to talk about it anymore. But I think about all these younger generations. And I wonder, the current older generations, because here's the dirty little secret, and everybody freaking knows it. Is that the military spending? Probably a little more than we need. Better, I mean, going to a good place. But, you know, military, it's a lot, but, you know. I would cut it, but there's an argument to be had there. All sorts of other discretionary spending. Not all sorts of federal departments. I would cut that as well, but 
military spending and other discretionary spending, whether it's on the EPA or housing and urban development or the education department, blah, 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 blah. That's not what is causing our deficit and debt problems. What is? Mandatory spending, so-called entitlements, which some people seem to not like that word because it's taken on a pejorative sort of, oh, I'm not, and it's not an entitlement, I earned it. Well, yes, that's literally the definition of the word. Okay, so the- You paid into a system- they call it mandatory and it is well it's mandatory because it it, it must be. be spent out and what i'm talking about of course is medicare social security as well as disability medicaid these sorts of things and people are entitled to it because the idea is that you paid into the system and now you don't get you are, no you are entitled to what you paid in or something like that yeah when the system was really going strong, you're talking about, you know, 15 at least taxpayers for every person taking out of, say, Social Security. So in the beginning, it was a good idea. Uh, in the beginning, I didn't think it was a good idea, but I wasn't alive. That's yeah. also part of this. Was it like, like the 50s or 60s or something like that? Uh, the No, the 40s, the 30s and the 40s is Social Security. Uh, the 60s is Medicare and Medicaid. Oh, okay. So, these programs that have been running on mandatory spending, they're ballooning the debt constantly, and anytime somebody proposes to fix these programs and make them more solvent, like say raise the retirement age, if you have a lot of money, you don't need the Social Security money already. Thank you for being responsible, you don't need the government's help. And anytime somebody proposes changing these programs in order to make them work not only for people coming up on retirement very soon, but make them work for future generations. The voters punish the politicians who do this. It's very unpopular. Donald Trump ran on, I'm going to reduce the debt and the deficit, but I'm not going to touch Social Security and Medicare. Well, you're promising people BS, Donald. You and any other politician and all the Democrats say, oh, just raise taxes more, we'll fix this. No. So they are not going to fix the problem. They're going to distract one another by saying, you don't love America. Well, you're racist. And blah, 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 blah. And we're not actually going to address probably the biggest problem facing the nation. And it frustrates me to no end. It really does. But that is the state of our politics. And it makes me want to cover stories that are much more important than our national debt. It reminds me, a story like this, Seth, reminds me. We already talked about cat crap. Mm-hmm. Well, how is crap created? Eating food? Yeah, there you go. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Correct answer. Correct answer. And it's one thing when people start to get fat. Mm-hmm. But when people's pets start to get fat, you know we're doing pretty well. Oh, yeah. You know, life is full of suffering, even in the lap of luxury. You can still suffer in one way or another. I'm not naive enough to think that. But when cats are getting fat, Mm -hmm. you know we have it pretty good. That is the new study today. Literally... Fat cats, not talking about the big Wall Street bankers or the crony capitalist or the corporatist, globalist whores, as Baron Coleman would call them. 
No, I'm talking about literal fat cats. Named Calvin. Yeah, it's a study out of Ontario. Oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. The authors analyzed data on 54 million weight measurements taken from over 19 million cats. The largest feline data pool ever used in a study. Well, bravo. Wow. You know, I saw the other day a guy set a Guinness World Record. What did he do? Sitting on a toilet. How long? I think it was like two days. Man. Now, can you believe nobody had set that record before? That's crazy. Was he pants down? No, he was just, it was a toilet set up in a bar so people could watch him sit. Ugh. And then he fell asleep and fell off it. What? What a record. Dude. You sat on a commode for over two days. You should do something like that. We should do something like we that. Should, we could beat that record. Yeah, totally I could good. sit on my ass for three days, I think. Yeah, man. It's not like four times what you do every day. I mean, I say that, but then... Uh, well, there's mil- a bunch of... I records. sit down for a while, but not two days. That'd be cool to be... I mean, there's got to be some muscle atrophy or something. <laughs> Neurons stop firing. It's like body and the brain goes, well, you're not using your legs. <laughs> guess we don't Goodbye. need these things. But yes... They have set essentially a record, though I don't know if it's been officially recorded, but 54 million weight measurements on over 19 million cats. It's a lot of cats. To try and produce some more definitive baseline information on what a healthy cat's weight projection throughout life should be. Also, the fact that cats are fat and the fact that we're giving time and money and resources to studying what is the baseline correct healthy weight for a domestic cat also shows that we're living in pretty good times. Oh, yeah. Despite the projectiles coming from North Korea, the crazy apocalyptic daydreams of the people running the country of Iran, not to mention the military-industrial complex and our politicians essentially screwing over future generations, we're living pretty good. Because we got fat cats and people studying them. My feline has a thyroid problem. Oh, no. (laughs) I'm sorry. No. Anyway, researchers found that male cats typically reach higher overall weights than females. Sexist. Mm -hmm. And spayed, neutered cats were more likely to pack on extra pounds. Think about it. It is racist. (laughs) No, but think about it. If somebody took your equipment... Took your genitalia and your reproductive systems away from you, spay and neuter. Wouldn't you eat more? Of course. Oh, number one, for what happened. And then number two, I mean, what that puts in your body gives you energy to do stuff. Even right, though you're exactly. crazy and you yeah. might be humping everything, right. you're losing weight because mm-hmm. you're humping everything. I thought it was only dogs who did that. I found that uh, cats do that as well. Dude, I used to have this cat. His, uh, what was his name? His name was Gomez. And... I had a roommate that lives upstairs, and her boyfriend came over. And before I got my cat neutered, he cornered this guy and started growling at him. Mm. Yeah, he was totally going to try to take that. Man. Yeah, man. Nine-month-old cat trying to rape some dude. It's crazy. That's weird, man. Growling at him, cornering him. So that's a good reason to get that boy neutered. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Has he got a little fat? Uh, Oh, yeah, of course. Right. So this is what I'm saying. In all seriousness, folks, we got a lot of problems. We got a lot of political theater and developments going on heading into the 2020 presidential campaign. The second Democratic debate next week. Are really? we so excited? Yeah. Cool. Is it going to be all the same people from last time? But they're going to be on different stages on different nights. So, 
How many was it last time combined? No, like 10 20? and 10. So it was oh, okay. 20. It is also this time, I believe, going to be 10 and 10. Cool. Yeah, but they just they pick different names out of the hat. Sweet. So it's a different group of people on each different stage the two nights. So it's going to be so much fun. Marianne Williamson with her divine buckets of oh, love. Oh, buckets of love. She has enough donors to still be on the stage. Yes. Dude, she is going to hang you, in there. And I love that she is because it just shows that people are not as uh, stereotypical of racist as you think. Right. You, you know, they make you think mean? it's worse. You're a little racist. Oh, man, I hate everybody. Right. Well, <laughs> then you're just misanthropic. Yeah, man. And that's how I feel some days. But, yeah, with all this churning and churning and churning of the news cycle and the politics and things just get heated and the rhetoric seems over the top. Like concentration camps on the border. And you love terrorists. I mean, we are really living it up, America. I mean, we are. Our cats are fat and so are we. But we're really using all these luxuries our ancestors gave us and made happen. Brilliant minds in the sweat of our grandparents and great-grandparents' brows. The blood and tears spilled in the great wars of history and recent history. And we're uh, we're really using that responsibly. We're really oh, yeah. taking life and the dignity of human experience, the dignity of the human experience, very seriously. I, I know. Um, <sighs> I'm pumped for that, though. I really am. You, actually, you're pumped. Yeah, I really am because the last one I watched just so I could kind of have something to talk about with everybody, mm-hmm. and um, I just started taking notes about the funny little goofy things that I I w- see. You're going to watch again next week? Yeah, I'm going to watch and I'm going to take notes. Well, you're invited over to the new house. Yeah, man. And we can play with the joystick. Sweet. As well as the game. (laughs) (laughs) We better stop that if people are going to start having ideas. Well, they can think what they want. But we got to hit a break here, Seth. Coming up, I'm done talking about fat cats and I'm done talking about cat crap. I'm done talking about the national debt. I'm done talking about Bojo, Boris Johnson, the new prime minister. Buy one, go on free. I want to talk about a question I put out on the Book of Faces earlier today. And I'll ask you now, but don't answer until after the break. On what topic do you consider yourself an expert? That's a hard one. I know. It is. It's a difficult question as well. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, can't keep going back to the well there. But uh, yeah, on what expert, or on what expert, (laughs) on what topic do you consider yourself an expert, folks? 272-9228. Seth's going to answer. I'll answer. I've had many responses here on the Book of Faces. So if you think you're an expert on something, give us a call. 272-9228. Listen to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. Life is good, but it's also so infuriating. Buckets of love, man. Buckets of love. Just think of those buckets of love. Mm Mm-hmm. We'll be right back.
Welcome back, folks. Joey Clark sitting in the captain's chair alongside me. It's a Nazi! It was a Nazi! Where? Mr. Spotlight. I like this. Yeah. That is good. Did you do this? Yeah, I made this about 10 years ago. That's awesome. We, we do that one. It's pretty straightforward. Just, just, just riffing on the guitar, brother, brother. That's good, man. Yeah. I'm just noodling. <laughs> you can do that later with a joystick. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, by the way, for the housewarming gift yeah, once again. Well, now you got me just listening to myself. <laughs> and just put pictures on your wall. I haven't gotten there. I don't like hanging pictures. Well, I'll come help you. Yeah, maybe. Don't worry about it. Man. I'm good. But here, let's get to the question at hand. Oh, yeah. On what topic do you consider yourself an expert? You want me to answer? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I'm an expert painter, like a house painter. Um, I am on the. I fix certain machines. I'm very, very good at that. Mm -hmm. um, and that's about. I mean, I wouldn't really want to say. Um, so you have technical expertise given your job. Yeah, my job. I can fix a car. I can fix a house. And you've painted a good deal. Uh, yeah, enough to where I know I'm, I'm I'm a pro at that. I can tell you anything about that. Okay. I See, I would not say I'm an expert when it comes to radio. Because look at my time slot. But <laughs> I think I'm getting there. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm putting in the work. I think what's the old rule now? The rule of thumb, uh, 10,000 hours? Yes, exactly. You can become an expert on something? Yep. I think I'm probably an expert on Prince. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Uh, but that's just from being a weird super fan. But here, I, I went to the Book of Faces and put out the call. If folks want to call in, if you're an expert on something, you want to share it with the world, or at least Seth and I here, 272-9228 uh, is the phone number to join in. But here, let's go to the... Book of Faces post. Travis says, binge eating junk food. Okay. Hmm. Uh, no, that's, no, that is not a good answer. You don't think you can be an expert when it comes to binge eating? I mean, there are certain people like uh, Joey Chestnut, for well, instance. That's different. Fair enough. You're saying gluttony doesn't... I mean, you have to be an expert in something... It takes time. You have to suck at it at first. Right, right. You, you're good at... You could be good at that in the beginning. Yeah, and but there the are people you... that... I think there are certain types of fat people mm -hmm. that are better at binge eating than, say, I would be. I mean, and I'm pretty good at it. I love to go on a good binge. What's bad at... Hmm? How, how, how would you be bad at it? You couldn't actually binge. Oh, my tummy's full. Aww. I can't keep eating those brownies. I guess I guess you're right. Whereas an expert binge eater would be like, give me a box of Swiss cake rolls. I'm not saying just two or three. Give me a box of yeah. Swiss cake rolls. Give me a pint of ice cream. Give me a loaded full order of bacon cheese fries with ranch to dip them in. Give me all this. You know, so maybe Travis is on to something. Right. Rusty Aldridge. Oh, friend of the radio station says the Three Stooges. Oh, okay. We got a Three Stooges fan in the house. David says drinking. Okay. Now, when you say that, though, David, are you on like a Charles Bukowski level expert of drinking, or you get a little blitz here or there? I mean, normally we don't call it being an expert. That's called being alcohol? an alcoholic. Yeah, alcoholism. <laughs> now, Demelza, which by the way, that's a good name. The Melza is from Florida, 
but I believe she now is a resident of Liechtenstein, Liechtenstein. the tiny country in Europe. And unfortunately, if Demelza, if you're living here, I would date you so hard if you would have me. Wow, I just want to hear her sexy, voice. Sexy, sexy beast. She is an expert in crypto. Cryptocurrency. Really? Yeah, and she oh, really is. That's awesome. Yeah, she made some like European Forbes, you know, th- top 30 under 30. Wow. Yeah. Go her. She's freaking brilliant and she's sexy to and a Beautiful man. Yeah, the Mills is awesome. Um, Ricky writes tennis. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. We got ourselves uh, Roger Federer right here. Uh, yeah, okay. What'd Leonard say? Uh, Leonard? Uh huh. Uh, we'll we'll have to get to him in a second. He's down the list. Lee King writes MASH. I'm assuming the cool. television show. Spaceballs and lots Sweet. of other useless knowledge. So, yeah, well, I guess that's fun. I could say horror movies. No, Nicholas. It's like Nick N-I-C-K-O-L-A-S. Nicholas. Nicholas writes, getting friend-zoned by, <laughs> by every woman I'm interested in. Well, that's what you get for hitting on married women, Nicholas. Exactly. What do you expect? Yeah, you gotta go for the single broads. Yeah, man. And, I mean, you have to put your intentions there soon. Mm-hmm. You have to tell them, hey, I don't want to be your friend. I mean, <laughs> come on, Nicholas. Just hit up one of those thirst traps you see on Instagram or the Book of Faces. Thirst trap? Yeah, like the girls who are doing like the cleavage shot uh, or like the butt shot. Uh-huh. It's like, mm, watch me get all these likes and reactions from these thirsty, thirsty guys. They're so angry out there. <laughs> anyway, Dusty writes, credit and WWE. I hear you, brother, yeah. brother. Eddie Bader mm. says Jamaica, Alaska... Some places he's been on vacation, and he constantly is telling me I need to go to Jamaica. I I hear you, Eddie. It's just I don't take a vacation every, but you know, once in a decade. Jamaica, Alaska, putting my foot in my mouth, pissing off my wife, driving. Okay, he does have a small foot and a big mouth. Yeah, he. Well, I (laughs) I don't think he does it, but I'm not a good judge of this. Uh, Teaching reading, right, Shelby? Well, that's actually a noble goal. That's probably really tough to do. If I actually had to teach somebody, child or adult, to read English, I think I could do it, but I don't know. The patience it's got to be insane. Is Rose, she's good on the reading? Uh, She's She's right about... Oh, she's uh, counting and doing the alphabet. She just turned three. Yeah, she's just starting it. But uh, right now I'm teaching her the the presidents. I have all these cards that have the presidents on the back. So we're both on them. I tell them who they... uh, I show the picture and I tell her who it is. And she remembers. Could you skip one for me? Just so it's like a gap in her knowledge. Okay. So she can discover it later in life. Millard Fillmore. Okay. I think that would be good. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, just for fun. (laughs) I mean, it's... Kids are really just like experiments. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> God, I don't know why I'm in this mood tonight, Seth. Maybe it's the fat cat story. No, it's because you all... moved, man. I think it's because I moved, but it's also because I'm so freaking tired of, of the political news cycle and how full of utter cat crap it is. The Such buffoonery, the ding-dongery, the nincompoopery is driving me crazy. Ass-hattery. When there are serious issues afoot and we're dealing with... Racist. It's man. Or you don't love America. Yeah, we're really living a great time, America. We are. We just keep treating it like crap. But also, I love asking people on a serious note, what are you an expert in, actually? Because it does take all types. And I think we too often, somebody gets the title of expert, 
And some people really do have an expertise, but they get the title of expert. So now we must listen to the experts and now change our lives to fit what the experts say, even though the experts keep changing what they say every few years. That's the problem with being an expert. When you Once you get that, it feels like it's the peak of well, where you're going to you be. Say you're trying to fix up your backyard or uh, whatever. There's a, a slope and there's a terrible drainage problem with your backyard. You got water everywhere every time it rains. Even if it's like a half inch, it's still flooding everything. It's, it's just a, a mess. And you call up experts for it. That's what you're supposed to do. To a degree, though, you need wisdom yourself. Because it depends on the expert you call and who you consider an expert. So it all comes back to your own wisdom. I think we rely too much on experts who are far away and who have all the credentials. And we don't realize a lot of us, because of our passions, because of those 10,000 hours we put in on a given issue or a given topic or activity, whatever it is, we can become experts. I feel like whenever you get somebody to come to your house and do something... You should be there not to watch over them, but to learn. Right. Because, I mean, you can learn anything. Right. You should be actively engaged in in what it is you're having done. Once you're busy, I get that, too. Well, and this is the great thing as well. When you ask people, what's your expertise, it does take all types. This is a brilliant insight of the early economists, the division of labor. That there could be, let's imagine, somebody who's just the best at everything. You know what I mean? They're blessed by God above. They just have that natural gift to be the best at everything, whether it's being a rocket scientist or a chef or a star athlete or what. They're just gifted people, and these people don't really exist. But imagine there's somebody who's the best at everything. It would still behoove that person who's the best at everything to split up some of that time with other people, even if they're not quite as good as him because it allows him more time to do the one thing he really cares about and he's actually the best at. Yeah. And so you split up your time, you specialize, and this is what makes our world richer, not only in terms of material wealth and prosperity, but it makes us richer, I think, in spirit when you're able to focus on the thing you're passionate about. Now, not everybody is blessed enough to have their careers, say, be their passion. But in this day and age, again, when their cats are getting fatter than us, there's a lot of options to pursue your passion. I hope people are. And I mean, some of these answers are, of course, little jokes with grains of truth. For instance, Alan writes, saying yes, dear, 24 years married. It works. He's an expert at saying yes, dear. You know, being deferential to your wife. <laughs> it's probably, I mean, I had it. My, my uncles have all told me this, Joey. Yes, dear, you're right. Will save you a lot of headaches. You know what it is? You have, you have to learn how to say I'm sorry, I love you, what do I have to do to fix it? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Though I, I heard a great distinction recently. I think it was, uh, I heard it from Ben Shapiro, where he talked about, uh, he made a new rule with his wife. Is this, you're asking me a question, and you're talking about a problem in your life. Is this a, you're bringing up this problem so I can, like, be an emotional support to hear you out? Or are you trying to ask me this to solve the problem? Ah, that's good. Because there are two different types, of, and I've run into this. Now, I'm a good listener, but I have at times been like, okay, let's solve it, and that's not what a woman yeah, wants. Sometimes they want they, they want to vent. They want you to listen. They want to vent. You racist. They probably don't want your opinion, but right, you know, they just want you to listen. Yeah. They're like, oh, that's that's interesting. Ooh, that Even hard. when it's not interesting yeah. or not all that difficult, it's like it seems to be bothering you. So I guess I care. That's what friends do. They right. support you no matter what you mm. do, even when your decisions suck. 
our boss here, the buttery one, Rick mm-hmm. Peters. He writes media and radio in particular, and I would uh, I, I, I would agree. agree with that. He's had an incredible career, and he's put together this great local company. He's the man. Um, again, thank you for the opportunity, yeah. Rick. Uh, Costa writes, he's an expert in wieners. <laughs> Um, which you know, I suppose he means hot dogs, you know. Nice. Anthony? Uh, or Anthony Weiner? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be weird if you're an expert when it comes to Anthony Weiner. Uh, yeah, but, but he, he used the plural, so I'm assuming like Vienna Weiners. Oh. Uh, Nick writes open carry gun laws firearms. Oh, well, you got to be, man. Yeah, yeah, and you need folks like that. Yeah. Especially, you know, I'm not a huge gun guy, but I'm big. On and I was safety. I grew up in Alabama, so I was taught gun safety, and I went out and shot twenty twos and shotguns. Uh, I loved shooting; it was fun at three fifty seven um, at the range. See, with I my buddy on later. It's, it's a lot of fun. I'm just it's not a huge deal in my life, but folks that can share that knowledge with you on a very important matter, uh, good for you, Nick. Uh, then there were some sad answers. Um, one person said grief. They're an expert in grief. Um, another said, a grieving mom. Aww. You know, I, I can be silly and glib and crass, uh, sure, folks, but when you ask these questions, I, I do appreciate answers like that, how much people reveal. It is amazing how much people reveal on social media. Oh, yeah. And if you are um, interested. It's out there. You can find it on my Facebook page and others. It's a picture of Robin Williams and it says something like the 15 signs people with concealed depression might reveal. Oh, yeah. Uh, Look out for that, folks. Look out for that. Um, Cole! Back to some silliness. And I gave him some love for this one. He said, rockin' effin' roll, baby. Woo! Yeah! That's what I'm talking about, brother, brother. I mean, who doesn't love, like, just a good rock historian who knows all sorts of stuff? Oh, man. I, one name comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Skipper. Yeah, he is Dude, brilliant. he is just... I man, mean, he's an encyclopedia of music. Really is. That, all different types, too. That show he was on that was just so good. We to need to have to. him back because yeah. of the 50th anniversary of Woodstock's coming up. Really? We did the 50-year anniversary of the music of 68. Cool. We need to have Skipper Wendell J. back on... Uh, to talk about 50 years since 1969. That would be so cool, man. That would be uh, great. Now, uh, Leonard, you asked about him earlier. Leonard writes, that's a hard one. Mm -hmm. I have wrote out, just reading verbatim, I have wrote out like five things in this comment and deleted it multiple times. I will have to get back to you on this. Wow. Thanks for the try, Leonard. Nick writes, being an a-hole. That's not to which I, I gave him a nice little laugh emoji because, I mean, it takes all types. Thad writes, uh, he can say the alphabet backwards. So oh, I get, wow. Helps good for drunk. you. Yeah. <laughs> the, the drunk test. Stay out of the drunk tank. Kendra writes, sleeping. I, I think I've spent most of my life sleeping. Yeah. Right. I'm pretty good at it. Right. Do you snore? Um, only, well, I used to when I drank. Yeah. When I drink and get congested in one way or another, Storm, not always man. drinking, but anything that make me congested, I'd snore. And but, I mean, it's been a while, but like years ago, I was told that I have little cute snores when I wouldn't. But I've been yeah, when I've caught myself, I've recently <laughs> I woke myself up snoring, like I dozed off on the couch or <laughs> you're drool. Oh, I'm awake. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> not all the time, but I have. 
Yeah, I mean, it it can get pretty bad. Uh, it depends on what you've been imbibing. Um, Gary Garvin with a photo says turkey hunting. Now that is a, that is a fun uh, hunt. Yes. I've never been turkey hunting. They're, uh, but it, uh, it's you got to sneak up on them. You got to lure them towards you. Great eyes. They, yeah. Uh, George Washington was trying to make them the the national bird instead of the eagle. Right, or I thought that was Ben Franklin. Or whoever it was. I think it was Ben Franklin. Yeah, because there's a sight. They can see, like, a mile away. Hmm. It's crazy. Yeah, you have to be uh, very, very sneaky and clever when it comes to killing those turkeys. Uh, Keith writes, the importance... This is an interesting, interesting expertise. He is an expert on the importance of toilet comfort level. Some of man's greatest ideas were thought of... On the throne of waste. Ah. Uh, my old friend Chris says, uh, thanks for really tearing at the fibers of my being here, Joey. <laughs> I guess he didn't like the answers. Uh, Brandon is a expert in tournament fishing and hunting. Pretty good at real estate. But I feel if you don't learn something new every day, including the things you're good at, you've wasted the day. Hey, that's good. Learn something new every day. And I learned that our cats are fat. That's what I learned today, getting fatter by the second. Uh, Randall says he's, yeah, he's an expert in dirt. I bet it's that white dirt. Mm, Let's hope not. No, it said that white dirt they sell at the gas station from the old lady. What does that stuff do? It's something, man. Is it supposed to help with indigestion or something? I don't, it's something. They were trying to explain it to me, and I've been seeing it everywhere. And the next time I see a bag of those white rocks, I'll buy them and bring them. We can eat it. Nice. Nice. Well... (laughs) I'm not going to join you in that, actually. I, I don't know. Oh, Buddy Rice, he's a part-time gynecologist. Me too, but I call it something different. Uh, <laughs> uh, that would just ruin it. Uh, I, that's something I wouldn't want to do. What the H is that, Buddy? Uh, hey, Stephen writes, painting and oils. And he, actually, he's a professional painter. He does quite oh. well. Uh, Don writes, now that I think about it, nothing. An expert oh. in nothing. That's a very existential answer. Yeah. Are you still waiting on Godot? Uh, interesting. Mm. Interesting. It looks like we have a call. News talk, you're on there. Who's this? Are you telling us your expertise? This is Keith from Santook, and I thank you for uh, sharing my toiletry expertise. That was a brilliant <laughs> answer. I, I think you're right. Uh, having a good, comfortable toilet is great you for know, the Lionel, body and the soul. Lionel Richie wrote most of his great songs on the throne. What and kind, uh, I, made, I made quite a few decisions and regrets on the toilet, but... What I kind of toilet seat do you have? I'm sorry? What kind of toilet seat do you have? I have the uh, crane. It's the uh, it's a nice, big plastic, but it's got a little flex to it, so... Okay. And it's got a wide ramp for my wide butt. So. <laughs> and it doesn't get too cold or too hot, yeah, like in the no, different seasons? No, it, it, that's right. No, that's why you always let your wife go to the bathroom first and let her warm it up for you. <laughs> what do you think about the seats with that cushion on it? Uh, maybe when I hit 50, I might look into that. But um, I just really, I turn 45 next month and I'm like, I just don't feel like I'm quite man enough to get the age enough to step up to the cushion yet. I need to work on work on a few things. But I think I'll cross that threshold in a couple of years. Well, Keith, I appreciate you uh, expounding on your your answer from earlier on the Book of Faces. Thank you, sir. 
Love your show, buddy. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, Keith. Thanks, man. Uh, Mike says eating. Susan says soaping. Jesse says scaring people. I've seen your face, Jesse. So, yes. Yes. Uh, Dogs says D. Randy says catching burglars. Interesting. Mm. I wonder, are you doing that officially with a badge, or are you just that neighborhood watch? Yes. Randy. I am. Kevin says diesel engines. It's a good test. Yeah, Brian good. says picking the longest, slowest line at Walmart. John says black and white culture. I've lived and walked both sides of the tracks. Uh, Jason, who is a brilliant man, says democratic theory, voter behavior, and guitar technique. He actually has cool. a PhD and can play the hell of a guitar. Really? Uh, Bruce says divine economy theory. And it's so on and so forth. Pesto and ironing boards, right, Gerard? There are so many answers, so many different wow. types of experts, folks. And I appreciate you participating in the fun. That was cool, man. Yeah. I love when that we'll works We'll do out. more open questions another day. Yeah, man, that was good. But uh, for now, we're out of time. Thanks, Thank you man. for joining me. Yeah. Woo! <laughs>